like the big thing when the occupational therapist came out and I'm not a real clutter kind of person, but you know, I do like having, I had a really pretty rug in my family room and we had a table in there. Well, all that had to go. And that's taken a little bit of an adjustment because it's not set up the way I would like for it to be set up. So we took all that out because it has to be easy for him to be able to navigate and get through the house. And one thing I have noticed And this is one of those things that I have to just remind myself not to sweat it, but our baseboards and walls are getting beat up from the wheelchair because it's not enough space sometimes to turn around and sometimes he'll misjudge and just like wham into like, especially in our kitchen, the cabinets have taken quite a beating on the island. And and it's just, you know, I, I try not to, but I've had moments where I went, oh, like that. Welcome to Aging in Style, the podcast dedicated to celebrating aging and what it takes to do it well. I'm Lori Williams. I'm a certified senior advisor and senior housing expert. In each episode, you'll learn stories of older adults who are thriving in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and in some cases in their hundreds. Whether you're an older adult or the child of an older adult, this podcast is filled with insightful resources, organizations that are doing incredible work, and stories that will inspire you to volunteer, learn, and who knows, maybe even skydive in your golden years. Hi, welcome to Aging in Style. We are doing our segment, Ask Lori, and because it was very popular when we did it before, so we're back doing it again, and I have... Anna Xavier, my amazing podcast producer, on with me, and she's going to ask questions that have been asked of us that people want to know um, the answer to. So welcome, Anna. Hi, Lori. Happy to be here. Happy to be the voice of the people. Uh, I'm really excited to be here because uh, the questions that we have have been kind of like a collection of things that you've been asked like on calls on the phone and some of these things have been sent out. So we're going to start with some of the questions that have been coming up since Mark has returned home since uh, he's stroke and has been in rehab. So I would like to kind of like have a little bit of a, a bird's eye view. So first off, let's get into what was it like when Mark came home uh, in the summertime initially? What did meet your expectations and what was a complete surprise? Okay. Well, it was um, harder than I expected. And the I mean, the good thing was we did some preparation. And if someone, you know, is most of you listening know my husband had four strokes Christmas Day, and he is pretty severely handicapped from those, unfortunately. So he's still going to rehab. We still have hope and everything, but um, you know, definitely had to make adjustments to my house. So thankfully, and and rehabs will do this. They sent the occupational therapist to our home in March, and this was well before he came home. He didn't come home until July, but she came to the house and. You know, honestly, I was very proactive and they all did tell me that, that you're like the most proactive person we've ever dealt with, (laughs) which is actually a good thing to be proactive. I just didn't want any surprises. And so they came to the house and they looked through and they told me all the things I needed to change. Also, because your house is a two-story house, right? Yeah, it's a two-story house, but luckily we have two bedrooms down and two bathrooms down. And the funny thing is we've lived in this house for 26 years, and I can still remember like it was yesterday looking at this house. Our son, Chris, was a baby. He had just turned one, and I wanted a master down and another bedroom down. And 
and that was very hard to find here in Dallas, but we found it. And I remember Mark saying, you know, when we're old, we'll never have to go upstairs. And it's sort of like, gosh, that was almost like a premonition or something because I know, isn't that crazy? But so thankfully we had a second bathroom downstairs because You know, I learned very quickly when the occupational therapist came over that houses are not built for wheelchairs. So a wheelchair can go through the bedroom door, all of our other doorways, but the bathroom door is narrower. And I don't know if this is all houses. I mean, our house is 26 years old, but I don't know if they've changed it for homes being built now, but that was a major issue. So Thankfully, this was March and he wasn't coming home to July, but I had to have the bathroom completely redone because I didn't have a bathroom that he could get into. And our master bath was definitely not going to work for him because it's built like most people's houses are where you have um, like the little potty room. That's what I call it. I don't know what it's actually called, but (laughs) there was no way to widen that doorway. So that was going to be impossible the way our bathroom was laid out. Plus, we had had it redone about seven years ago. And I really loved my master bath. And so that was kind of breaking my heart, to be honest, thinking about ripping it out. And some of the ideas that OT had, I was like, oh, my God, that's going to be so ugly. (laughs) It also comes down to like personal taste and your own routines, right? Like it's not just like someone coming home. It's like everything changes in your most intimate space. Exactly. So, I mean, that was like the biggest thing. And I'm really glad that I had them come out to the house so far in advance so that we could get the other bathroom we have downstairs completely made into this gorgeous bathroom for Mark. And I'll share pictures of it because it is it did turn out really nicely. And um, and he's got his own space and that's that's working well for him. So that was the big thing. I mean, the, the biggest surprise, I think it was that we had brought him home a couple of times just for weekends to kind of see what we needed to do. So we had, you know, there were some things we were kind of tweaking along the way. But once he got home, probably the biggest surprise for me, and I don't know that it should be a surprise, but was that he was waking up like three, four times a night and I had to help him out of bed to his wheelchair and down to the bathroom. And I was just exhausted. And, you know, that that exhaustion and then trying to help him with showering and not knowing what I was doing. Those are the things and I've talked about this on another one of the episodes that I finally, you know, a friend finally said to me, you have to get help. And that's when I brought a caregiver in. So that was kind of a surprise that I couldn't see it when I was in the moment. So, and I'm always telling people, get help, take care of yourself, all of this stuff. But it's totally different when you're on the other side of it. Yeah, that I remember following along, by the way, your Facebook page is so good at keeping up with like what's going on. So it's actually a really good insight into like what the day to day is because you Mm -hmm. share so much of the like the struggles, the wins. And that is just so important to really Mm -hmm. see so much of what's going on. So that's what I would say, actually, is that where the photos are going to be on your Facebook page? For the- I can certainly put them on there and we could, yeah, we can even do like a post showing the bathroom on Instagram too. So yeah. There you go. All right. Because mm-hmm. I, I like, I want to make sure that people know where to go in case they yeah. don't follow your Facebook or your Instagram just yet, <laughs> which is Lori Williams Senior Services, right? Yep. Instagram is um, the Lori Williams. Perfect. Okay. I'll, I'll make sure that we have those uh, in the show notes, by the way. Okay. Um, just click away. Um, so, okay. So I remember in the bathroom... You were talking about there was like some sort of adjustment that you had to do. There was like either a grab a bar that was like too far mm-hmm. away. Would you yeah. mind talking about that? 
So when we put the grab bars in, and and this was like so wonderful. I have a neighbor who's a realtor and she's just a fantastic realtor. Plus she is like amazing at remodeling bathrooms and homes and she has all these contacts. So she, I think I messaged her asking, who do you recommend as a contractor to come in and redo this bathroom for Mark? And she said, I'm going to do it. And she donated her time to design it. She helped me get good deals. And, you know, cause it's, it is expensive to have to remodel a bathroom, especially if that's, you know, not something you have budgeted for and planned and you've got all these medical bills coming in too. So it was, you know, definitely not a good time to have to do that. But we started off, we ordered grab bars and I brought Mark home and he did not like the grab bar. It was not long enough is what I finally got from him because his communication is a little difficult. So I went to the rehab where he was, where he was staying, and I took pictures of his bathroom. I measured the grab bars. I'm like, okay, I see what he's talking about. So we took out the grab bars we put in by the toilet, and then we put in a long one, and he loved it. And then I also had toured one of the many places I tour, and I saw that they had the toilet paper roll on a grab bar too. It was a, it's I can take a picture of it and show it too. And I had noticed that Mark must have pushed up on the toilet paper holder. And so it was coming loose from the wall. So I'm like, okay, we're adding that too. So I ordered one, we had it put in. And so it's like he has two grab bars, basically the one where the toilet paper holder is and then above it, the other um, grab bar too. Mm, So that helped. Well, the other thing I was going to mention, because I tell people all the time, you know, the bathroom is so important to make sure you have grab bars. I tell my mother this all the time and she's not put them in yet. But anyhow, (laughs) you know, when you put the grab bars into where the shower is, most people have tile. Make sure you have someone that knows how to work with tile to actually put the grab bars in. And I see people, you know, advertising and talking about the ones that suction on. Please don't use those because in my experience and what I've heard from other families is they can come loose. And then if you're putting all your weight on that grab bar trying to transfer and then it comes loose, I mean, you're going to end up very seriously injured. Actually, and you had, I was just looking, um, you had two episodes that you did with uh, Sydney. So mm-hmm. episode 46, how to senior approve a home on a budget. And then um, episode number 77, when to senior approve a home on a budget on a weekend, do these things. Mm-hmm. Those will be in the show notes as well, because Sydney really explained a lot of like the elements like lights and stuff like that. But I just want to go back to the bathroom for a second, because it's one of those places that I feel like it's definitely where you want to make sure like the person can do as much as they can by themselves or that everything is more like the most practical it can be, I guess. And so did you, for instance, when you were looking at sinks, um, Mm -hmm. those are different height and the sinks also have to be slightly different because you have to be able to put like a wheelchair underneath Mm -hmm. or to lean in towards uh, it. So how hard was it that process of finding out? So that was, that was interesting. So what happened was the, occupational therapist said, just leave the sink how it is and take the cabinet doors off. And so when I said that to my friend who's a realtor, she was like, mm, that's not going to look very good. You know, <laughs> right. and I it's am gonna about get practical, but it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> yeah. And I am about the aesthetics. I'm not going to lie. I wanted it to look pretty. So, so she had a carpenter come in to do some other work because we had to really like basically just completely reconfigure that bathroom. And he said, you know what, I'll build you a handicapped cabinet where it kind of like slants in where Mark can go in the wheelchair. And I mean, 
I think you only charge like $250. So you know, he gave me a good deal to do that. So we, when we had done some remodeling in our house seven years ago, we had put quartz as the the um, sink top. And then we had a sink in there and they were just, they salvaged it. They pulled it off and they were putting it on the new one. But what we didn't realize was there wasn't going to be enough room for the sink to drop down because we just built a cabinet that slants in. Oh, yeah. So these are things that came up and then we're like, well, okay, crap, what are we going to do? So we ended up ordering one that sits on top. So it's maybe a smidge higher. Mark is still able to use it effectively because he can put his wheelchair, get it as close as possible, but it is maybe a smidge higher than I would have preferred, but it is working for him. I also want to mention back, we talked about Sydney. I did call her when we were figuring out the whole shower thing. And she was so sweet to take my call because it was like dinner time. And I was kind of having a little bit of a panic attack. I can't remember what we were trying to figure out, but I put her on FaceTime and showed her the bathroom. And she gave me some great ideas because we did this open concept. So there's no door, there's nothing. It's just tile and, you know, there's the shower. One of the concerns was if you don't have a shower curtain or a shower door, what those are for is to keep you warm in the shower. And so I was worried about that. And so she suggested we put in a heat lamp, which is what we did. And it gets it. Yeah, it makes it nice and warm in there. And then she had some ideas on the actual um, shower itself, the handheld shower. So she she was very helpful in giving us some direction and, and how to to drain the water, the kind of drain that we needed, all of that information, because that was something I was worried about is like the water is going to be everywhere in the bathroom. And it kind of is, you know, we do have to do a lot of towels in there, but it is, it's working well and it's safe for him. And I'm sure it will be like a learning experience a year from now, you'll be able Mm -hmm. to like, okay, from, you know, our habits and our routines, this is what isn't working, we need to make adjustments. And I guess Mm -hmm. like, that's also the message for people, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't need to be final, it can just do for the time being, and then exactly it out. Mm -hmm. And there's always something like there's, um, there are these like little, I guess it's like a dam, basically, you can buy them on Amazon. And it's like a strip you put down. I was thinking about those. Yeah. Well, I ordered one because it's supposed to be very flexible and that you can like just put the wheelchair over it. But I don't know. The one I got was not flexible at all. It was, you know, I'm like, okay, that is even more of like a fall hazard. So I sent it back and I haven't, I need to go and look, see if I can find something that might work a little better. But I felt like, oh, he's going to get his foot stuck on this and fall over. So, (laughs) but it is, it is a, a learning experience. All right. I think like there was a lot about the bathroom, but let's focus Mm -hmm. then in, uh, I guess, like generally, what were the things that you you changed? Mm -hmm. So like the big thing when the occupational therapist came out, and I'm not a real clutter kind of person, but, you know, I do like having, I had a really pretty rug in my family room and we had a table in there. Well, all that had to go. And, And that's taken a little bit of an adjustment because it's not set up the way I would like for it to be set up. So, so we took all that out because it has to be easy for him to be able to navigate and get through the house. And one thing I have noticed And this is one of those things that I have to just remind myself not to sweat it. But I mean, our baseboards and walls are getting beat up from the wheelchair because it's not 
enough space sometimes to turn around and sometimes he'll misjudge and just like wham into like, especially in our kitchen, the cabinets have taken quite a beating on the island. And, and it's just, you know, I, I try not to, but I've had moments where I went, oh, like that. And I don't want to upset him, but it's like, you know, it kind of hurts my heart a little bit. <laughs> As with any woman, you know, when your house is getting kind of beat up, but it's all stuff that can be replaced or repaired at some time. And I'm just trying not to sweat that. But other things we had to do to get ready, um, we put a ramp at the front door and I found a great ramp on Amazon. It's just kind of this heavy duty, I guess like a rubber kind of material. It's, it's really heavy. My son had to pick it up and move it for me, but it has worked beautifully. That was something we had to learn. The first day we brought Mark home just for a visit, my sister-in-law and I were trying to wheel him in through the front door and we were going forwards and that was not working. <laughs> and my neighbor saw us and he came running over and helped us get Mark in. And of course, you know, I mean, we we're like, I was a little nervous and right. you know, everything, but he got him in. And then I called a friend or a friend, maybe she came over. Anyhow, she takes care of her mother who's in a wheelchair. And she's like, oh, no, you need to come in backwards. Right, the bigger wheel first. Yes. And that's just, that is the way to do it. It was so much easier. And um, so I can get him in and out super easy now. We put one at the back door too, so he can go out. Now that it's not a thousand degrees outside, he can go and sit outside and watch our dog Sadie run around the backyard. So that's kind of nice. But you don't have to, it, it depends on your house. Luckily, we just had like, just like a threshold, like brick step to get in. So that worked well with the with the ramp, but they have them in different sizes too. But we didn't have to build on, you know, like a big ramp kind of thing. Like if we had stairs to our house. So I'm thankful for that. Just um, out of cu- curiosity, mm-hmm. how much was that ramp or? How what was the I pricing think, you were looking at roughly? I think it was like ninety nine dollars for the oh, one okay. we needed, and I think you just measure the threshold, and I think ours was four four inches, if I'm not mistaken. But they had all different sizes. You just order it, and then it worked out perfectly. It just kind of butts up right to the step, and you know, super easy to get in and out. I was going to go back to kind of mentioning some other things I was going to do, but I haven't had to do it yet. But for the bathroom, and Sydney had really recommended this too, was to add a bidet. And I haven't done it yet because Mark was kind of against it and he's fine in the bathroom on his own. But, you know, at some point I might add the bidet and I was going to get him. I mean, there's there's kind of like your standard bidet. There's all different prices. I honestly There's like was, really high end and really simple. I was going to get the Cadillac. Okay. This one, like you have to have power to it because it actually like puts warm water on your tushy and <laughs> then it like has like an air dryer kind of thing. Like it dries. I'm just like, oh, and it's like heated and everything. So I was going to get him the really nice one. And he was kind of like, no, I don't want, I don't want a bidet. So, you know, at some point we may need to add that. And then also in the bathroom, a really good shower chair is a must. And I got him a, good, a really nice, like oversized one and it's worked out perfectly. I just realized that the, you recorded an episode. I can't recall the episode number, but it was called like "Let's Talk a Booty." Yeah, uh, yeah. remember? Like <laughs> you actually talk about the days on that one, so I'll make sure that we include the link to that one because it yeah, was like so that. good at explaining, right? Yeah, and that lady I interviewed, uh, I believe she's an occupational therapist, and she is just passionate about bidets. And I actually had texted her to tell me what bidet she 
preferred. And she actually sent me the one that's like the Cadillac that it's still sitting out there, you know, waiting for me to purchase at some point. So, but Black I have Friday not- wish list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have not got it yet. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, cool. So in the kitchen, normally mm-hmm. most, and I know that most counters aren't the the height preferred for someone who is in a mm-hmm. wheelchair. So would you mind sharing a few things that you've you've done to kind of improve Mark's independence? So what we do, like he has a water bottle and I always keep it on the countertop. We mostly refill that for him, but he can go to the pantry and I have snacks down lower where he can get snacks out on his own. The big thing was the occupational therapist said your kitchen table is too high. We have like a like a bar kind of, I guess that's what it's called, like a the tables like bar height. And that was too tall for him. And she's like, you have to buy a new table. And I was like, I don't want to buy a new table. <laughs> so... <laughs> so when he came home, you know, for the trial run, we have a formal dining room table, which we never use, as do most people of my generation. But anyhow, <laughs> we went in there and we all sat together and ate as a family. And that was fine because it's a normal height. But for every day, what I realized when we remodeled our kitchen, we have a really long, like six foot island. And down at one end, we had made like a little bar stool kind of area just for one person. And our daughter used to, that was her little area. She sat at a bar stool and sat there and it's perfect. We just, he wheels his wheelchair up and he just, that's where he eats. Wow. And so that, that worked out perfectly. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, my brother-in-law, his parents one time, I think the mom had a stroke and so they temporarily had to use a wheelchair and they actually sawed off the legs to make the table lower oh because the way that the table was set the legs Uh actually like you could cut the top part not the bottom like the top part and then the the top part of the table goes on top so it covers any imperfections Hmm. so that's something that it's actually really easy to do that's good to know well this is working for us so my table gets to stay as it is Yeah, exactly. Like, oops, nobody mentioned that. All right. Okay. So um, uh, what else would you want to share about like the amendments in the house? Yeah. So one of the things that the OT also said, we have a sleep number bed. And she said, that's not going to be good for him because you can't put a rail in there and he needs something to to push himself out of there. And, you know, of course... (laughs) wasn't going to go buy a new table, a new bed, a remodel. But I mean, you know, so many things already happening. I can't afford to go do all that, nor did I want to. So and our sleep number bed, we've only had like a year. So they suggested that we put in this pole. It looks like a stripper pole. And <laughs> I know I actually I ordered it. I was not then, expecting it. <laughs> I mean, it totally looks like a stripper pole. And so it goes into the ceiling and then into the floor and it has, I guess it's like, I, I don't know, it's somehow like it wedges in there. You can put something in the ceiling to make it stay up. But I got it. I brought it in my bedroom and I was just like, I just don't know. That's I'm going to have vibe. to, <laughs> no, it real, truly like you open the bedroom door and that's going to be the first thing you see is like the stripper pole in there. So, um, and Mark was just like, no. <laughs> and so I sent it back. And what we do, and, and this is working for us, and Mark will, if he has to go to the bathroom in the night or just when he has to get up, I position his wheelchair, 
I grab one hand, we do sort of like this hold, I go one, two, three, and on three, I like mostly just stabilize him with my arm, and then he just can pull himself up. And that works fine. And it doesn't hurt either one of us, which is great, you know, because I'm always worried and want to hurt my back. Yeah, you don't want to hurt your back. For I sure, am, yeah, I am getting quite a bicep though, so I'm very excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watch out. I know I'm getting so strong, but um, <laughs> so that's working for us. But that is an option that people actually use in their bathroom. The stripper pole, like it's not a stripper pole, but I forget what they actually call it. But that's all I could see whenever I looked at it. And uh, and people use them in their bedrooms as well. So, I mean, it's nice that there's so many tools out there, different things um, to help people have their house be accessible. And uh, in the living room, was there something that you had to change? Maybe like, I guess the room, the positioning and or yeah. like the couch positioning furniture? My uh, son and I, we rearranged things because we had a, I mean, like if you walk in there, you'd be like, why is your couch way down here? Well, I mean, we have to because Mark has a recliner that he's had for years. And I did make the mistake. I went and ordered him a lazy boy lift chair. And then I mentioned it to his physical therapist. And she said, because the occupational therapist told me to get him a lift chair, the physical therapist said, send it back. And luckily it had not been delivered. She goes, we don't want him to have a lift chair because then he's going to lose strength because he needs to be getting up on his own. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. So I canceled the order for the for the lift chair. And so he just has his regular recliner. And then we had to make enough room. So and he can do this on his own. Now, he will transfer from his wheelchair into his recliner, and then he can push his recliner out of the way, kind of up against um, the wall where we made space there. And then it's just like all like our furniture is all like up against the walls or the windows. So but it's just to give him all that space to be able to navigate. Wow. Okay. That was something that, yeah, I wouldn't have thought about. Well, Lori, was there anything else that the occupational therapist mentioned that we haven't covered or that you would like to let people know about that has been really game changer? I think that's about it. I mean, I think the big thing is to just know that, you know, people are going to tell you things that you need to do. And maybe, maybe you do, but maybe there's also a workaround too, because I mean, you do want, it is your home, you live in it, you want it to look nice too, but you want it to be accessible. So just know that there may be other other um, resources available or other ways of doing things and things are always changing. Okay, so I guess the last thing that I would want to uh, ask about is actually like, how do you get home when you're, you know, driving? Or we've heard about Large Marge, <laughs> your van. Um, <laughs> how are you getting Mark from the garage to the house? And you had to change the car anyway, but how has has it been getting him from the garage to the house and anything related to the car that you may want to talk about? Okay, well, um, the garage... Honestly, our neighbors were so so sweet. They came and helped us organize the garage because it was a little out of control. And that was that was Mark's fault because he likes tools and all this stuff. So they organized it. But I will say it's really hard to get him in through the garage because the way it's set up. And then, of course, I had to buy Large Marge, the minivan. So what I do is I stop the car like right you know up the come up the driveway and then i just help him move a pathway that goes right to the front door and i just bring him in that way now the only thing like if it, it's rained a couple of times and so that was an issue and then one time this was actually really funny 
<laughs> I had taken him to the doctor and sorry, this makes me laugh. And so I had just like got him on the sidewalk to go to the front door and we hear, which was the sprinkler, sprinkler system, system turning on. And he looked at me and he went, uh oh. <laughs> Right as we got sprayed. I mean, it came up, we were in the perfect position to get sprayed. It was hilarious. But, you know, I was like running, pushing him into the house and we just were laughing because we got soaked. But that was pretty funny. But so far, that has worked really well just to just to come in the front door. And then because if I bring him in the garage, I'm going to have to order another ramp. And then there's really no easy way, honestly, to get him in because large Marge, the minivan takes up so much room when I pull into the garage. And so, of course, we had to get a minivan to make life easier. And, you know, that was a little bittersweet for me. (laughs) Um, I'm getting better about parking large Marge, but I still pretty much park like an idiot most of the time. So, yeah, don't. I'm always afraid someone's going to take a picture and go, look how terrible this person parked. (laughs) But um, today, actually, I went and got handicap license plates. For March. And I had a placard, but they initially wrote it up that he was temporarily disabled. So you you get like an order from the doctor and then you go to, it's not the DMV, whatever it is, wherever you go and get, you know, inspection stickers and that kind of stuff. So you go there and, um, you know, they told me they could only do a six month because it was written up as temporary. So I when I took Mark to the doctor last time, he said, you know what, this is a permanent disability. So I, I'm going to write an order for you to get license plates because I think you really just need to get the plates on your car. And it's kind of one of those things I was kind of fighting it a little bit, I guess maybe because now I have to admit that this is going to be permanent and, you know, but it is what it is. And I was thinking today, maybe people will stay back from me if they see me <laughs> driving Marge. With the handicap plates and my parking is less than stellar. But um, when I went today and I was surprised that they actually had the plates right right then and there. So they handed them to me and I came home and got out my um, screwdriver because I'm getting pretty handy with tools now. And I put the license plates on my car. So that's wow. it today. Wow. Love so me. it's basically if yeah. you have a doctor's note, you're likely to go to go home with a with a permanent um License yeah. plates. Wow. Yeah, the that's doctor cool. the doctor has to write it up and he has to write permanent disability is what he had on the on the order. And then there's a form you fill out. And he was still like I had to list marks. I did it wrong initially, but I had to list Mark on there. And then there's a place where you check that you're the person who's driving them around. And then they tie like my license, my driver's license is tied to it. So I always have to be with him. So, I mean, the car, if someone else was driving the car, that's one thing, but they also gave me a placard. So if we're in another car, but I would have to be with him is what, how they explained it to me. Okay. That's good to know. Well, thank you, Lori. Uh, That was so insightful. And uh, we'll make sure that we have all of the resources in the links because there's just so much good stuff for people to, to know. And so thank you for that. Well, thank you. I mean, I'm I'm happy to share this information because, I mean, it's all, you know, on the job training here. (laughs) You have someone who, you know, is handicapped. And so, I mean, I just keep learning all this new stuff. And it just, you know, I feel like the positive to come out of this is be able to share it with other people and make their lives a little easier and and also let them know they're not alone. Well, thank you. So uh, if people want to reach out to you, where can they find you? 
They can find me at lauriewilliams-seniorservices.com and please share this podcast episode and, and all of our episodes and be sure to subscribe also so you never miss one of these fabulous episodes where you're going to learn so much. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.